Welcome to the Dig Endurance Podcast, where we are all about digging deep and discovering the power of emotional resilience. I'm Aaron, and I'm joined by my brother, Sean. As endurance athletes and business owners, we have learned a thing or two about facing and overcoming adversity. We are here to share inspiring stories from our guests that will help you to find that inner strength when you feel like you are running on empty. Are you ready? Let's dig in. All right, welcome back to the Dig Endurance Podcast. Back with Sean today. Hey. Um, we had a guest lined up, but something came up with the guest, so we will we will defer to next week. Next week. But that's okay. Um, topic of the day we wanted to discuss was Sean and I wanted to talk a little bit more about coaching today, and namely and specifically some some goals. I think we want to talk a little bit more about what is it that we're currently working toward? Um, right. You know, what are our goals as athletes? Goals, what's um, going on? And that you're coaching me through yeah. and that you're being coached through from your coach. Yeah. And um, what's going well, what's not going well. <laughs> what, you know, some, they kind of, I think the overarching theme here is kind of adaptability and how, what our specific goals are and the plans and, and you know, what, what, our, what our goals are, but how we're making adjustments along the way to those goals and, right. and how we're working toward them. We can talk about that. We can talk about, um, I think a lot of people, you know, hear the word adaptability and you, you think that you need to make one move and adapt to a certain situation when in reality, like you could adapt to something and then all of a sudden, two days later, you can find that <laughs> what you just decided to do actually doesn't work and you have to adapt again. It can be very frustrating yeah. for a lot of people. Well, yeah, and I'll, I'll just start. I... You know, we've talked on the podcast about how you coached me to achieve the my best half marathon time ever on a flat course, which was back at the two cities this last year. Felt really great. Got sub one uh, sub hour thirty. I think I got like hour twenty nine forty some odd seconds. Okay, that, that felt great. That was my fastest by a few minutes, which is great great for me. That's a lot. And I did that while I had the sports hernia that I've, that I had and without getting too in the weeds on a sports hernia. Um, but I think it's worth some detail a year and a half ago, basically out of the blue, you know, I, I run, but I also like to play basketball or soccer once a week, be young, you know, enjoy life. But out of the blue on a long run one day, I just started feeling some strain in my lower pelvis that my instant thought was if I take some time off, it'll subside. I can do some stretches. I can take it a little easy. And then over the course of one or two weeks, it wasn't subsiding. It wasn't really going away. And you start realizing this is something more. And that's when it starts, you know, turning to um, getting a MRI. Right. And then what's recommendations from there? A couple shots of cortisone later. <laughs> Cortisone's great. Those are the best. Cortisone's great for three months. And then you start getting that pain back. Uh, I still, I eventually, I got to a place where it was manageable. The most manageable had been after a couple cortisone shots and doing some, some strength training. But then after I ran that half and I did well, thanks to some adjusted coaching by you and also getting a strength coach involved, I think that I did aggravate it still a little further to some extent. And then I decided I'm going to get the surgery, got the surgery. 
my hope my hope with getting the surgery was number one to get back on track and be pain free, just be normal again. I I literally cannot cough or sneeze without feeling like someone's knifing me. <laughs> it's like the worst feeling ever. Uh, but I my life, you know, something I've always strived toward in my life is I want to. I would love to qualify for Boston. I'd love to be able to do that and get to that point. And running the half as fast as I did felt like I'm on track to doing that. But getting the surgery, more or less, the the recovery from the surgery is like, you know, minimum four to six months. And the doctor gives you this plan of what you can do. Starts with walks. You know, so I got the surgery, right? Then it's And then I'm like hobbling out of my car and barely getting in bed. That... That was awful for at least two weeks where you're just in very sharp pain. This is all the very sensitive area of your body that you're getting <laughs> operated on uh, for a hernia. And walking becomes rowing, rowing becomes biking, biking becomes very light jogs. That was going pretty good. And then I started to push into more up until, you know, a couple weeks recently. Right. I, we started pushing it on the speed training. Times are good, my cardio is improving, but the pain started shooting up again. And this is where I realized what I got away with last time was just implementing strength training with a coach that, he's a great strength coach. He's a great to just build true, pure strength. He's not certified from an and or a therapist, from a, you know, a injury prevention right. and or riding the ship of whatever's going on the clinical standpoint yeah in my in my body and um so you referred kevin kevin who i'm working with now and when i showed him the strength training that i was doing it was like whoa 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 <laughs> <laughs> like hey yes building the strength is fine to coincide with running under normal circumstances and this might have worked for you last time however you know, it might have been the benefit of the, the lagging of the of the cortisone shot. And you might have built, and I, I did build some strength, but overall, is that what's going to right the ship and, and get me back to feeling like I needed to? And is that going to put my body actually under less stress and, like, get get all the scar tissue cleared up and get things flexible again? It wasn't, it wasn't the right track. And then, you know, I do my first analysis with Kevin, which is, like, reaching as far back as I can and touching my toes and all this random movement. And uh, it's very humbling because I can barely touch my toes. I can hardly arch my back. You know, I don't even know how many inches behind my waist. Things that like any healthy, normal human can do. You realize he starts get. you, you realize his, his initial analysis starts getting into the weeds on what's wrong and where my pain points were. And it was like, shoot, for the first realization was like, yeah, I, I can't, no I can't, <laughs> I can't do some basic things, some basic mobility things that I should be able to do. And this is the right track. I need to go on this right. track and dove in with him from there. And he's coached, he's coached running athletes specifically to incorporate mobility and strength with right. running workouts. Right. And it's gone well for the first couple of weeks that I could feel the pain receding very slowly though. We're talking... I wish I could say it was like 10% each week. It's not. It's like half a percent, maybe less. You right. feel a tiny little bit of relief, tiny little bit more, a bit of flexibility, a tiny little bit more that I can do that I couldn't do yesterday, or something feels a little slightly less painful than it did the day before. 
all that was going, you know, the right direction. I could I could put my shoe on with, with maybe a tiny bit less pain than I did the day before. Uh, and then I, you know, I'm so committed to this goal of wanting to go to Boston and what my checkpoints are along the way. I want to run a half marathon this summer. And I started pushing you and him a little bit toward it because I felt like, hey, I can push this more. We implemented two or three speed workouts and it went, I performed well, my fitness was going up, but that's when the pain started shooting up and flaring in that spot. Right. And Kevin said something to me that I think has hit me the hardest so far in this process with him. And that was if, if you try to, to beat this on a faster timeline or to push it, you're basically going to lose nine times out of 10. If you're trying to do this on your timeline and your speed, rather than at the speed of your body and the injury, this is such a stubborn injury that you're only likely going to aggravate it or, or throw things off by trying to push it more than you should. Mm -hmm. And I realized just by how I was feeling that that was accurate. And so this is a good opportunity for you to chime in because we've made some adjustments now in the last two weeks that it's, you know, Hey, it's, I, I, my goal is not different. I still want to qualify for Boston. I still want to build my fitness. I want to build my cardio. How can I do that if I can't implement these specifically these interval workouts and the speed training that I want to do? Because the problem really is that it, it, when my legs move faster and there's more impact on the body at a faster speed, it aggravates, it strains my muscles and where, where the, uh, where the sports hernia is. So you and Kevin, your, your plan was to implement more on the bike. And maybe you can talk more specifically about what we're changing or adding in right now. You know, I've had the opportunity to work with quite a bit of athletes and, um, in my experience, everyone deals with an injury. Anyone I've ever trained with, even just talked with, at, at some point in their endurance life, I, it can be anything. I mean, it can be people just running 10Ks. Like, you know, everyone's like, I have shin splints, or I think I have stress fractures in my shins. Um, my back's hurt. Um, hernias. I mean, I could go down the list. It never stops. But all of my friends, every single training partner I've ever been connected to has at some point experienced a a pretty decent injury. It's it's like we're all getting older. Yes. It's a very real thing. And, And again, I think when we were talking the other day with Kevin, he made it very clear, like some of this stuff doesn't necessarily heal completely or go away. But we learn to manage it. Yeah. We learn through experience and adapting that, hey, I can manage this to where it's the same as it being healed or feeling like it's healed, even though it may not be completely healed. But you have figured out a way to improve multiple aspects in your fitness that carry over, they, they cross over, and um, it, you're still at the same point and everything's not aggravated. Right. And the alleviation of that is there's no frustration, um, stress, stress and frustration leads into cortisol. Cortisol destroys our recovery, destroys our mood, takes away our drive, (laughs) all all the way down to 
keeping weight on if you eat a few extra calories after a run. I mean, it's a lot of people miss the entire picture when you're impatient or when you're injured. It's not just I'm hurting myself so I can't go. I mean, there's like so many other factors involved that can hinder our progress that we don't, we just simply don't even think about that. And I think that was the first time, you know, I've talked to my doctor, I've talked to other specialists. This was the first time that I appreciated the honesty. We talked about not getting, about getting watered down feedback, you know, in past podcasts. Well, yes, frankly, that's what I've been getting from (laughs) some, you know, clinicians or, or, uh, like doctors, doctors I've been talking to because, that you've been Kevin, talking Kevin, with about Kevin, your injury Kevin's or what? the first one to finally say to me, Aaron, he's good. This injury's probably not going away ever truly. That yeah, like you said, you're going to have to manage this. You know, probably for good maybe. I, I agree. Maybe it gets to a point where it feels right, but ultimately a lot of times with these injuries it's just about managing it, doing your therapy every day, doing your runs and incorporating biking and and lower impact things in a way right. that it, it makes it that you can run it. And he even said he's got athletes. They'll go throw down a, he, he mentioned, I think, a, a lady that he's that he works with right. who threw down like a just over a six-minute marathon and yeah. crushed it. Yeah. But then she's literally like in an ice bath and can barely walk downstairs yeah. the next day because she's dealing with this. Very real. Dealing with this uh, injury that she had. I think it was a hip injury of yeah. some kind, he said. But that's, that's what I think we don't see. You know, you're just used to seeing the athlete, the performance – you're seeing people running, you know, as you're driving around doing their training. And, and like in my mind, I'm just like, man, oh, to be back on on track like that, like all these other people are. But what we don't see is the the the, the inward battles that that many probably starting around our age and even older are starting to fight, which is you are having to adapt to some type of injury or pain or or something. Yeah. And you just have to not you have to not force it. And you have to adapt your plan in a way that it doesn't mean you and Kevin were both insistent. And this, you know, I, I appreciated this because I was, I really do want to hit this goal. The goal doesn't have to change. We can still work toward Boston. We can still work toward this. But the the path, the plan has to adapt and has to change on achieving the result. Completely. But we can't go about it the way that we're, we've been used to going about it. There definitely, the there's plan. definitely multi, multiple paths, right? There's... this is the great part about coaching. And, um, so when you talk to people that, uh, what, maybe they're just starting running, right. Or they're getting into something. Everyone makes this assumption that to do something, you have to constantly do that same thing over and over and over. We even talk about, um, going faster to get faster, right. Everyone jokes about go slow, get fast. And we even had people ask questions about that. How does that even make sense? Yeah. Well, that, (laughs) that whole mentality goes goes across the board a a lot of um people that i've chatted with or provided advice to um they're running okay there's no biking there's no swimming there's nothing else and they're wondering you know hey my shins hurt or hey this is happening or or whatever it is and i'm like have you done this have you tried riding a bike for a little bit oh you have a membership at the gym you don't have to have a road bike you can definitely go to the gym and spin your legs i have trained a good amount of Ironman athletes that didn't even own a bike or hadn't even borrowed a bike yet. And they did the first, it was months, three, four, five, maybe even six months before a full Ironman. And I explained to them, like, ignore the noise, ignore the audience, ignore whatever everyone else is telling you. 
you can go to cycle bar and work out you can go anywhere and cycle right everyone wants to just not differentiate and they want to stay on that lane of like no it, it involves this it involves this it involves this but in reality there are so many different facets of crossover within training that still applies fitness growth it's it's insane right and as you're seeing that right now um i'm big on triathlon obviously that's my bias i i know that but what i've learned is there's cross training there's involved. there's an entirety of cross training right well, i mean swimming and biking is low impact i mean is the reality too it's no impact yeah right there's no i mean and when people think cardiovascular fitness, you just think, okay, running, I got to run so I can run further. It's like, no, you don't. You could not run for a month and do nothing but biking and still, I, I would bet, and, and I, I've read some statistical reports, it's like 95% of your running fitness is still there. My fastest Ironman was with stress fractures in my shins. It was terrible. I didn't run for two weeks, went and raced a half marathon uh, in Joshua Tree. I took first in my age group. It was so awesome. I was never in more pain in my life than after that race. Didn't run for three weeks straight. Did aqua jogging, cycling. I did all kinds of things and had the best marathon of my life in that Ironman. I mean, if that's not proof in the pudding, I don't know what it is. And my coach was great. He guided, he's like, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. And he it never once was it, oh, I don't know. I don't, it was like, okay, we'll do this. Okay, we'll adapt and do this. And it, it think, paid dividends. I think you have to remember that at the core of cardio is your training, your heart. And there's additional things like that. There's forms of training that we've, you know, you've highlighted this to me that even open up capillaries or even help to, mm -hmm. you know, add, add more blood flow. Right. So it's, it's a lot more about than just doing the specific, you don't have to, and that's what's been helpful to this Most adjustment in my training. You don't, you don't have to run to be, you're, just to achieve the time you want as a runner or to, to run a race. You can still train yourself cardiovascularly, swimming, biking, or other ways that alleviate the impact or, or help to accommodate injury while still working towards your goal. And that's, yes. what, we're, that's what we're doing for me now. You're doing it too. Right. So you, what was the surgery again you just had? Right. So, I, you know, and we can chat about um, multiple activities and ways in a little bit about how that crosses over and why, and maybe give a brief explanation of why that's that's the way I coach Yeah. and, and why I apply that. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Right? I actually had the same injury in my mind as Aaron. I thought I had a hernia. It was the same pain. Everything was the same. I mean, literally what you were describing, the only difference is when I coughed, I didn't, I didn't have any pain. Okay. We went to the same surgeon. We went to the same doctor. Um, in the end, the mobility was an entirely different thing. It was just, it was entirely different. And so he pointed out some things, same story. I got the cortisone shots in a really fun place. Uh, mm. it was terrible. Um, those did not do anything for me. I went and did a half Ironman a few weeks later that was already on the books for two years because of COVID being, you know, rescheduled. Um, towards the end of the race, you know, I, I was out of shape. I hadn't trained for it. I, I was depressed from not being able to do anything really because of the injury. Um, the injury flared up really bad at the end of the race. And I was just like, this is it. This is, you know, this, this is terrible. I got to do something. To yeah. Get, I, yeah, get yeah. I mean, it was just like, you, you really got to just like step it up in terms of like, being smart and patient about this and really figure it out or you're not going to be here again. Yeah. That's it. And you know, kind of like what Sky said, 
last week, she said, I knew there was something left. There's adjustments I've had to make in my life, right? I've wanted to coach my kids team. Um, I've wanted to apply myself here at work and find ways to really better myself. And I've taken the opportunity to do that. That's great. That's really worked out. But there's still something missing. And no, it's not a half uh, marathon. And no, it's not a marathon. It's an Ironman, right? I, I got to do a few more or maybe 10 more. I her, don't know. Her, her, our interview but, with Sky was it was the podcast I needed, honestly, at the right time, because this is when we were in the thick of making adjustments with, for me, with you and Kevin. She and was so level with what well, she was she's, saying. Well, she's very level. She's very transparent, but she's just so resilient. She, she really, I think what came through for me from her was her adaptability, that she's just a problem solver and that she's just so quick to acknowledge that there can be an adjustment made somehow some way somewhere whether it's a new coach whether it's a different approach whether it's getting more sleep whether it's better nutrition whether it's pulling back whether it's doing more she just yeah she just and her story too it was just good timing for me and i i feel the same like what she said what you just said it's i do feel i have more juice in the tank the, the the spirit is still very very willing it's <laughs> it's the uh it's the flesh that you know it's there yeah it's there yeah it is there's no ignoring it and you just gotta you obviously you have to speak to this though too like you really don't want to injure yourself i think what's important is that and i hope this comes through clear to you know the listeners is you don't want to injure yourself I think it's important to acknowledge that you and I got to a place. You you, <laughs> you did that race. That's a stop sign. This was as recently as two weeks ago. It's not for a me. slow down. It's stop. Yeah, I'm I'm on my second or third speed workout, and it's like this this pain nope. this this pain is going the wrong direction. Yeah. This isn't this isn't staying the same or lessening. It's it's getting sharper, not by a ton, but by enough. And even Kevin reiterated, yeah, that's not the right direction we want to go. Right. And so it, you know, it's okay to like push here and there to see how you feel but ultimately if that's if that's where you're going you need to consult someone or figure out what how can I adjust so that the pain is not going the wrong direction if if you're on the right track I think any specialist will tell you and I'm not a physician or a, or a therapist or a doctor but I do feel experienced and competent enough that I can say the pain should never be going in an increased direction ever Correct. Yeah, it, I agree. It, yeah. it, you sh- it's not that you will never feel it to some extent or even some stiffness, but it should feel managed and it should feel whether it's whether it's less and or more manageable. That's how it should feel, not sharper. So if you're at that point and that's where I felt just a couple of weeks ago, then you need to make an adjustment. Otherwise, you're only going to worsen your injury. And, and frankly, if you're wanting to race for another 30 years, if you're going at that route, you're going to probably shorten the time that you've got left to do things you want to do. And so after the last speed workout, and this is, I want to make this point really clear because I think a lot of people miss this. I know I make it clear to you, but um, when you finish the workout and you know something's not right, right? How frustrated were you? Frustrated. Just in general. Frustrated. Re- stressed. Yeah, very frustrated. It's a stress, right? I mean, well, be real, right? How yeah. annoying was I it? I think what's most frustrating is is the um, the result was good. Not not the pain, obviously. That's not good. But I'm talking like my times, my heart rate, 
everything that should be happening at, at with my heart and my cardio and my times going down at certain heart rates and my fitness building up. Right. All that I can feel it. I can right. see it. But but the pain was was increasing. So what's frustrating is that it's I guess my point is it's even more frustrating because I'm seeing the results that I'm used to seeing without the pain, but the pain was was still going up while getting those results. Right. That's, that's and, what's and what I'm getting at is with that frustration and what I spoke to earlier is there's a whole nother side to this injury thing. And that's your stress chemicals are ruining any sort of recovery. And I'm not talking just fitness based when you're done, when you're wanting this injury to get better 0.01% a day over and over and over, and you're stressed out because you're doing these things or we're doing these the things. cortisol that you're talking about. That's the worst. It's the, I mean, it your, is your body, so damaging to your, your body, your body's natural reaction to the stress you're feeling. So I, what you're saying is that the stress you're feeling is compounding the the state of absolutely the state of your body no one thinks about that yeah no one does and and i definitely take that into account when coaching i have we we've got doctors uh real estate agents i've got just a wide gamut of people and they have very stressful lives and i try to schedule or manage what their daily schedules look like and i learn over time and i adapt to what their needs are right but that's like the whole other side of it um but back to you. Right. That's exactly where the, I was the, headed. The, just you, you. So talk about you did your race, but then obviously this isn't, this is flaring up still. Right. So you ended up, you didn't bring your crutches today, but. I'm off of them as of that's yesterday. Still, that's exciting. Stitches out yesterday. Mm. Um, try to form a normal gay and we can talk about that. But I want to make a point of the adaptability because that, that's a thought process for me. I consider myself pretty good at adaptability. I've been in some situations where whether or not it was my decision or just whatever it was, I was in a bad place. I had to adapt. I had to move on. I'm good at finalizing the adaptation. Mm -hmm. What I'm not good at is like Sky does where it's just like, oh, here it is done. I'm not good at that. It, mm -hmm. it might take me a week or a month or a few hours, right? So after the Ironman race, I know I already know. I mean, the whole plan's in front of my head. You need to go to the doctor. You need to get the surgery scheduled. You need to 110% do what he says in terms of recovery to return to full sport that I want to do. And I will sit there and just be like, well, maybe I could do this. Or if I do this a week earlier, I could definitely get away with this. And I have, to, I know that's coming, but I will sit there and play with that thought I don't know, for, for months yeah. while the surgery is building up. And then I, I finally, a couple months before I just, I laid it to rest and I just said, you know, if I want to come back, if I want to do this, if I want to continue to enjoy, um, the Ironman distance, that's what I enjoy. Um, it's not a competitive thing. That's part of it. I love that. I'm not in the front of the races. It's nothing like that, but for me, there's something left at that level, that level of endurance. And so I've had to learn again, you know, what this path looks like. And this path is long and this path requires more patience than I've ever had. Um, I have a lot of kids at home, a lot of activities. We have stressful days here at work, right? I mean, it never stops. Um, this just adds a whole nother level. And so I've made that adaptation to just be patient. I've learned from other people that I need to be patient. If I want what I want, there's only one way to get it. And that's with patience and being smart about it. And so 
I, you know, now I've, I've had the surgery. Surgery what, what, went great. What was the surgery again? So I had a lip, a hip labrum uh, repair. Um, I should have brought some pictures. I got to show them. And you had your femur <laughs> shaved? And the top part of the femoral head was slightly misshapen, didn't fit in the socket right. I'm not going to get clinical because I'm not clinical mm. on that. Um, all I know is, yeah, they shaved the femur bone. It fits better. Did that feel good having your femur shaved? Yeah, it was the best. Yeah, I was that, wide awake the nice. whole time. That's I good. don't remember a thing. I mean, they were talking to me, then I woke up and it was done. <laughs> so um, any, anyways, the the outlook is really good. High, high percentage of recovery if you do what's right, full return to sport if you do what's right, if you're patient. Um, I was on crutches until yesterday. I never let those things out of my sight. It, even just two weeks doesn't sound like that long, but as active as I am, no, go, I, walking to the copy time. machine yeah. 12 times a day. That's a long time. Right? I mean, it's just over and over and over and over and over and over. You have to have crutches. And so I've, I made it a goal. Like I'm going to literally minimize any impact on my right leg and make sure that it heals completely. And I went to the doctor. He showed me the pictures. The tear was completely, just completely through. And it looked like a dog was just chewing on it. And there was a rag with... I mean, well, that had to have been a half inch of, I mean, it was just crazy, yeah. right? The repair went great. Everything was wonderful. It was good news. It made me feel really good about my recovery. And you were able to swim yesterday? For the yeah. First time, so, right? so yesterday, um, so the day before I got the stitches out and everything, and he was like, you're good to go. You can't kick heavy. He, he gave me the rundown and the list of do's and don'ts. Um, so I got all my swim gear ready the day before and I said it and, and I'm going to talk about the mental place I'm in before doing this. Um, but it was great. I went and enjoyed a really easy swim. I did some aqua jogging without impact. It was great. Um, it felt good to kind of like be in sync with the um, senior people mm. that are running, which I which I was. There was a guy next to me, and I was just like, hey, you know, here you are. If you want to keep doing this, <laughs> go outside and run and don't be patient. But the funny thing is, is this injury puts you in a spot when you train as much as we do. Um you get really comfortable every Saturday, right? Three, four, five, six hour bike rides, maybe a run, um, maybe some big rides with friends. Maybe we go on a long run. All these things you do, there's a comfortability behind it, mm -hmm. right? You lose that and it becomes a fear. So for me, it's not like I don't know how to swim, but for the last two weeks waiting, I'm just like, gosh, you know, what if I'm out of shape when I swim? That's ridiculous. Yes, you're out of shape. You haven't swam, right? Right. You, right? And so... It's, it sounds so ridiculous, but I know other people are in the spot. I know it. They, you know, when you let go of something to get back into it, it takes more work the next time. It takes more work, more work, more work. So I, you know, I organized myself. I got everything ready, plugged in my little music thing for swimming. I did everything so that I could come home, relax from the work day for 20 minutes or so, and then head to the gym. I'm overweight. I'm unhappy with myself. I don't like the way my body looks. I, you know, everything that I used to have in the uh, endurance training. And I said, you know what? There's only one way back to that. And if that's what you want again, and that's what makes you happy with yourself and content, and that's something that's missing, then these are the steps you have you to start take. making little deposits. Each workout yeah, that you log, you go. it just feels deposits. Like, it just feels like you're yeah. You're, the bank account's empty. I got to make deposits. There's no withdrawals being made right now. Building momentum toward the larger goal and then you you start feeling a lot better yes and yeah honestly as frustrating as it is it's just it's just more of a challenge it's it's just hey if you can for my my case and i actually am hoping both of us will go we can that we can both qualify for boston uh but 
it feels that much better or even more accomplished when it's one thing to just qualify for that normally. It's another thing to qualify for that and overcome your injury. It adds it adds a whole other facet to it, and it I think a frustration potentially fills into even more of a a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not just simply an achievement, but like that you overcame even something more to, right. to reach your goal. And um, it helps. This is also why I'm drawn to endurance training because I enjoy it. I get the endorphins. It's some time for me. I, I enjoy the physicality of it, the being fit and the races. However, going through this process, it really does allow me and help me to build more resilience and adaptability just in life and helps me to, to apply the same principles. If I hit a snag or if I hit a roadblock, what's the adjustment that I need to make? Yeah, what's, yeah. what's the other way? Um, you know, what, what, how can I figure this out or do this differently? And that's been good for me. It's, it is, it is good for me. It so is I, good I, for I you. think, <laughs> I think it's just, te- it reinforces principles that training this way is, is good for your body. But what people sometimes miss or people ask, man, I can't relate to endurance training. Why would you ever do that? Well, Something else that really gives me, flat, again, frankly, is adaptability and resilience. It it just trains my mind, just like Sky, I think, set as a perfect example on our podcast last week. You just don't really give – I'm not perfect. I still complain sometimes. I still get frustrated. But what it's done for me is it allows me to quickly, more quickly arrive at the place that, okay, I can sit here and whine or be defeated or say this is this – is, a wall, I can't get through it, I can't I can't move past it. Or I can figure it out. And yeah. I can realize that you know what, other people have yep. been here, other people have been in the spot. They've still gone on to achieve goals and do things. I'm I can do the same thing. And I just yeah. gotta talk to people that I trust and who know better than I do. And if I make a plan and work with them, they can help me to still get where I need to go. And so doing that, whether it's with you and Kevin and coaching, has taught me to be okay with doing that with certain mentors I have in business. It's taught me to do that with my own wife, with Kelsey in my personal life, with my kids or with my relationship with her. You have to be able to do that, whatever your sphere of life you're working through, to be able to appropriately adapt. The other thing uh, that, in addition to the injury that you know I've talked about, so double sports hernia, what was your what was the injury again? The torn hip, hip the labrum. Torn, torn hip labrum. That's right. Both in the sensitive area of the body, fun area of the body. Um, it's interesting. You talked about stress. I've I've realized something that I can't allow myself to do. I usually get up now at between five or six in the morning because if I don't get my workouts in in the morning, they just don't get done in the day. I have to get my workout done in the morning. Before kids get up, before my phone starts pinging emails, before any of that. Because what happens, I've literally had days where I wake up to either a certain number of emails or it just so <laughs> happens to be a certain email that starts the day off super stressful. Yep. And it literally takes away my, my will to run that morning. Yeah. Like I feel so defeated already or I feel so down mm-hmm. that I it already has taken away my my resolve or my, my <laughs> desire to start my day on the right foot and go on a run or yep. go on a bike or, yep. or, or exercise. 
which gives me the clarity of mind, time to think, and gives me it keeps me healthy and just starts my day off right. So I've had to learn I literally will not check my phone, you know, emails and such until I f- complete that run early yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And I do it in a way so that, like, at times I finish between 7 or 8 in the morning so I can I can do that and be okay with it so there's no emergency or thing I'm missing. But that allows me to not get that stress or anything that Im- impedes or impacts my ability that takes me away from doing my morning routine or yeah. my run. And just like not only does that impact if I don't do my run or my workout, does that impact my goal, whether it's going to Boston or being physically in shape or whatever my goal is physically that I'm working toward or a race that I'm training for, it also just impacts my day. It's like making your bed. We talked about the book, Making Your Bed, how the, the idea behind that's not just to make your bed, it's to start off the day on the right foot. Right, right. I need that run for me too because it just gets me started on my routine and my day you know, on the right foot. So I think also in addition to overcoming the injuries – that and working through the injuries and adapting you mentioned too and it's something to talk about some people make comments like yeah people only people that can give time or energy to these you know races and stuff they're single no kids not married no you know work life must be easy uh no no uh not for me certainly not for a lot of people you just a lot you make you make time and actually I thrive and I do well and it helps those other facets of my life because I make time significantly for the yeah. training that I do. And I'm not saying that has to be endurance training for people, but you have to have something that outlet or that something right. that is healthy for you that gets your day off on the right foot or, or helps you to be happy and fulfilled so that you can have, you know, work toward your purpose and yeah. other facets of your life. And so it's not just that, not just the physical injury or the or the shortcomings of your body you're accounting for. You are accounting for the stresses, other stresses of your life. But I feel like you you got to take active steps to not let those get in your way, and or to have a negative impact on, in my case, in your case, yeah. our training, and other people's cases, whatever right. it is they love to do. Because if you do that, that only puts you in another bad place, and yep. that. Once you get off the thing you love, I've found that that leads to some form of depression. Right. Maybe not necessarily clinical depression, but you really are on. Totally. The, I literally was just talking it, about it. 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 It's, it's, it's a depressive, you, depressive feeling. You start to tank. Yeah. No, and, it is. And you got a great you, point. You got to avoid that. I agree. I, you know, this is these are all great points. I, um, <laughs> of course, we just happen to have the same experience at the same time. We work five feet away from each other, so we complain to each other all day about what's. <laughs> what's going on in the training life or lack thereof. And um, I, I would encourage anyone listening, you know, especially if you are listening and you want to learn something, um, I am confident that there's always a way that you can figure out to get to your goal. In terms of fitness, we're, we're going to speak in terms of fitness right now. Um, if you're doing a 5K, a 10K, a half Ironman, whatever it is, you don't own a bike, you do, whatever it is, there's always a way to figure it out. And I've always had the opportunity to help others figure it out. Um, there's just ways around it. There's ways to cross over. And so, um, you know, I'll just use Aaron as a quick example as, as kind of the finishing touch here is we've implemented strength-based workouts on a bike where there's no impact, um, building fitness. Overgearing. Yeah, there's overgearing workouts. There's there's all kinds of different 
things you can do and implement and really minimize impact on your bones if you're having shin splints or stress fracture potential um, you know, if your hips hurt, I, I can go down the list. I'm not going to go into all the details. The bottom There's line always is a way. Adjustments a, can be yes, made. You adjustments can, adi- you can adapt. Yes, yes. Not only you can, can always you, adapt. You should. You need yeah. to. Yeah. And I have, and we have, and I've seen others do it. And every single one of my athletes has made it through their goal, one way or another. I, I mean, it didn't matter what we did, but all the way through aqua jogging, right? I mean, I I could go down that entire <laughs> gamut of workouts, and they all end up at the same goal and every single person's been very happy and it's been an absolute blessing to coach people and watch people adapt like that and it makes them better people down the road i can't tell you how many comments they've made or jokes they've made about you know how many times i said the same thing over and over and over and over and over check these boxes these have intention behind Some, them do some, it sometimes why that's, this <laughs> that's what you need to hear i know i need to hear yeah, that and, yeah and it's good so i'm working toward boston yeah, I know you're working toward the Ironman Texas, yeah, Houston, but it's a year I, away, long ways away, but, but it'll happen. But I'm still going to convince you to to work toward Boston with me too for 2025. Well, I'll get Boston in the meantime. Yeah, 2025. Do it on the side, and we'll, we're going to document some of that some of that along the way, yeah. the training that it takes. But yep, today, you know, whether it's injuries, yep, uh, or the poles of life, you adapt. Just something off that you, you need to change. You make time and you consult. You consult, we've said this in the past, and I'm saying it again, you consult those that know better than you. Yeah. You seek them out, you listen to them, and you you adapt, and you implement, and you can figure it out. Yeah. That's what we do. It's what a lot of other people have to do, and anyone can do it. the way to do it. Anyone can do it, and just be be patient as you you plug along. Next week, we'll be back, and um, we'll have a guest here in person for next Mm -hmm. week, and um, we'll go to there. Yeah. Appreciate everybody for being here. Thank you.